distribution of power in the land. If the call comes, you must not falter. You must prepare your whole life for it. And even now, you must swear that you will uphold the faith, drive out the heretic, and create a Christian Spain united and invincible. To this end, you must dedicate yourself. Holy Father, this I swear. The political scene changed. Beltran displaced Vilena as the king's favourite and attempted to dispose of Isabella by marrying her to her uncle, Alfonso V of Portugal. Isabella, at the age of twelve, showed herself to be an astute diplomat. She refused the offer on the grounds that she could not marry without the consent of the three estates of Castile assembled in a Cortes. Meanwhile, in Madrid, her brother Alfonso had been seized, and powerful figures were ranged on both sides. In the end, Henry was forced to sign the humiliating Concord of Medina del Campo, which recognized Alfonso as Prince of the Asturias and lawful heir to the throne. Plot and counterplot followed. In 1465, Alfonso was proclaimed king by the Archbishop Carrillo, Villena, and the Admiral of Castile, Don Farique. But reaction in favor of Henry followed, led by Don Pedro González de Mendoza, Bishop of Calchora. He was an enemy of both Villena and Carrillo. Castile will be no better off under a boy. Again, Villena switched sides, and Henry bought his friendship by promising Isabella in a marriage to Villena's brother, Don Pedro Giron, a rake of forty-three with many vices. Isabella prayed to God for deliverance, and her prayers were answered, for Don Pedro died before he could come to claim her. The event sent Villena back to join Carrillo and the Admiral, and in 1467 there was a trial of strength between the king and the young Alfonso's supporters. The Battle of Almedo resulted in both sides claiming a victory, but Henry was so certain of the defeat of his army that he fled and did not stop until he reached Madrid. The queen, La Beltrania, and Isabella were sheltering within the fortifications of Segovia, but on the approach of rebel cavalry, the queen fled with her baby and a few personal possessions. Isabella decided to await the arrival of her brother, who had taken part in the battle, although only age fifteen. There was a joyful reunion. It was to be their last meeting. The following year, a messenger brought Isabella the news that her brother was seriously ill at Cardenossa. Isabella galloped to her brother's bedside, but she was too late. Alfonso was dead after eating some trout. His fate was to remain an unsolved mystery. Isabella, suddenly a vital piece in a political chess game, decided to remain in the Cistercian convent of St. Anna de Villa. She could not bear the thought of returning to the confines of Henry's court. The archbishop now offered the crown to Isabella, who refused to take it during her half-brother's lifetime. The rebels, having no acceptable alternative claimant, had to sue for peace. Henry met the barons at Toros de Guisando, and agreed, among other things, to acknowledge Isabella as princess of the Asturias, and heiress to the throne of Castile and Leon. Isabella, faced with the choice of three suitors, took steps to ascertain for herself what manner of men they were. She knew all about Alfonso V of Portugal and was not impressed. The other two were the Duke of Guyenne, heir apparent to Louis XI of France, and Ferdinand of Aragon to whom she had been betrothed many years ago. She sent her chaplain, 
Alonso de Coco, to report on their respective merits, and when he pronounced in favour of Ferdinand, she was happy in the choice. She was supported by Carrillo, Archbishop of Toledo, who favoured the unification of Castile and Aragon, but the king wanted an alliance with Portugal and threatened her with imprisonment if she disobeyed him. Elena was the evil influence behind Henry, and he was determined to prevent the marriage with Ferdinand at any cost. Castile and Aragon! Castile and Aragon! Castile and Aragon! An outburst of public support for Isabella forced Henry to countermand his order for Isabella's arrest. Isabella made plans to marry in secret, and in January 1469, the marriage articles were signed by Ferdinand. Disguised as a merchant, he made the dangerous journey to meet Isabella for the first time at Valladolid. This historic encounter took place in the palace.